today's show, we're going to be doing a market update. We're going to be talking about all of the latest changes uh, that are happening in the market. We're going to touch a little bit about, as a recap, what Bernanke uh, spoke to uh, when he uh, addressed some of the changes to Treasury. And then if you are a homeowner that has a short sale package in the works, you know, some things, some hints and uh, suggestions on how you can uh, move the process along. And then Guy Keith is going to share with us how we can get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Really, really some good practical information. So, Patty, I know that you have had a very, very interesting last couple of days with dun, 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 Fannie Mae. Tell us. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I, I have a um, current short sale that's in the works, and Fannie Mae is the investor. Fannie Mae is now countering their counters. Wait a minute. Stop right there. You're saying that they you had an offer at an original price and then they came back with a different price which i'm sure is higher right yes so where did where did the offer start off because i find this extremely interesting because it's not the exception it's probably now becoming the norm in our market wouldn't you say that's correct okay so the price started off at where the price started off at 145 this comparative market analysis cma came in between 120 and 145 Okay, so your person is at least uh, willing to come in on the high end of the market. Correct. So they came back at what? 170. <laughs> I okay. Profit, right, profit margins. They're, they're working on their profit margins there. Yeah, okay. So um, does this client happen to want to get a loan on it, or is this a cash investor? It, it's not an investor, but it's an all-cash pur purchase, and it's... I'm flabbergasted. This is just pure nonsense. Who counters their own counter? And how can you find $170,000 in a, in a one square mile? Not to mention this is a condominium. We all know the rules in appraisals. You go within the condo complex. There have been four sales. The highest was 145. We offered 145. Fanny comes back 45 days later and tells us they want 170,000. I go I take it through their home path I escalate it 40 days later they want a hundred and eighty five thousand dollars I'm like going out of my mind I, I, I just I'm not taking a no there's absolutely no way my clients paying fifteen thousand dollars over twenty five thousand dollars which they are obviously willing to do no they're not I'm not they haven't. I'm not even going there for the hundred and eighty-five thousand. No, I'm talking about the one seventy. The difference between the one forty-five for the one seventy price, they are willing to pay that. It's only under special circumstances that they are. If we weren't up against, a, there's a slew of information that's missing. But I would never have somebody pay a hundred and seventy thousand dollars for a piece of property that was only appraised at one forty-five. But there's, there's cir circumstances, they're elder, and they have to have a place to live. It's, it's, there's Wait a, a lot. Hold up. These are elderly people. Yes. So let's say over 62, because that's what we would consider. He's 80. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Slightly so, over 62. Yeah, slightly over 62, which happens to have cash, and they actually countered and at an unrealistic price. Well, gee, this kind of sounds like what got us into trouble a couple of years ago with these overinflated prices, but now it's happening on the part of a pseudo government agency that's supposed to be controlling these issues. So, as so I have a question for you. How have you been able to, if at all, to navigate to get this cleared up? Well, I had a chat with the VP for the servicer, uh, and they're telling me that Fannie Mae has just come down with a new rule last week that they're going to be countering their valuations. So everybody out there, prepare. Fannie Mae will be countering their counters. They're trying to set a standard, and they say that it's saving the taxpayer money from our stimulus that we gave them a few years back. But to move through that, I had a chat with um, the VP at the um, the servicer, and he 
told me straight out that they've had a meeting and Fannie Mae is like, so what? Big deal. Nope. This is our policy. This is how we're going to pursue. And there's nothing you can do about it. And what really angers me the most is that they hide behind the smoke and mirrors. There's no way to break through. I have escalated this as any other short sale agent may have done, gone through the short uh, home path, escalate the value. And I don't know anybody that gets it accepted. Okay, so... For just as an explanation, Fannie um, established these requirements of how you're supposed to report these situations, and that's known as home path. And I, it, it's been what, like a little bit over a year that they kind of instituted this because they were getting a lot of complaints from consumers stating, "I'm I'm getting no response from my ABC bank, or you know, my ABC agent isn't giving me an update." So this same gateway, if you will, home path is the one that you're having to navigate through and they are of no assistance to you either. It's it's ridiculous. It's not even that they're not even of insistence. It's an email. There's no phone number. It's an 800. You don't talk to anybody. And the people that you do talk to when you can talk to knows nothing. And it's most frustrating. So I just ended up calling Congressman Roebacher and they're going to do a congressional inquiry for us today on this valuation that Fannie Mae has implemented into our system. It's utterly ridiculous. They're fleecing America. It's wrong. You can't get blood out of a turnip. But they are. I'd like to know how. How they get off t- getting people to pay 30 to 50% over market value. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling to me, and I get so frustrated that I'm not stopping. I will not stop until I get an answer, and they better accept that 170, or there's going to be hell to pay. So let's add a little bit more salt to the wound. Would this have occurred if there was a loan on this particular transaction, or do you, or do you think that because of the fact that it's cash and somehow the buyer chooses not to have an appraisal, or they do happen to have an appraisal, whatever the circumstances is, but the fact that it's a cash transaction, it has really not been in the best interest of this particular client. Well, adding any more salt to my wound isn't a good thing, but <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you that. I certainly believe that cash offers will sustain a higher counter from Fannie Mae. All the investors may follow suit because there's nothing to substantiate the appraisal unless there's a lender involved for the loan that the buyer's to get. That's exactly right. Yeah, because if you're doing a loan, the appraisal is what's going to drive how much a lender will lend. And if Fannie Mae is raising the price by, you know, a hundred and whatever more thousands of dollars that it is. Whatever they choose. It'll not, it won't appraise. The buyer won't have the money to bring in the difference. That deal will never close. So Fannie Mae is going to have to adjust what their price is. Otherwise, they're going to end up with that property. The other thing, though, that also this whole situation is creating is, and this is reminiscent of, of the mid-2000s, is we're creating an artificial housing bubble by doing this. Because if Fannie Mae is saying, okay, you know, the appraisal is 145, we're countering at 170, and now it's got to go to 185. If this buyer pays 185 or even 170, that property is only worth 145, but you have artificially increased the value to 170, which is now comparable for all future sales, eventually that house is going to, that house of cards is going to crash. And we're going to have another housing bubble and we're going to be right back in the same situation we were in 2006. That's a huge, huge issue that, you know, I don't know that Fannie Mae cares. I don't know what their motivation is, but they're obviously, there's, there's something going on that we don't know about. So the other subsequent question to that would be then, um, really, what can the consumer do? You know, if there's anybody out there who has some suggestions, number one, because I know that this is a very tenacious group. And as you can tell, Patty is extremely passionate about it and she's not going to give up on it. And I mean, just from having spoken with her over the last couple of days, the way that she's been able to properly accelerate it through the political channels is fantastic. But um, if there are any suggestions out there, we'd love to hear them. 855-411-5459. 
855-411-5459. Now, Patty, I do have a question because the servicer, which is usually what the, the alternate hat that the bank usually plays, they are given a certain amount of what's called delegated authority. Can you touch upon that? I'd throw that out the window. Forget <laughs> about it. They delegate, they non-delegate, they just d tell you stories, whatever they feel like for the day. There's personalities attached to these files. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. It's getting tougher and tougher to accelerate any of the issues that you have with a short sale. So delegation, you know, it's out the window as far as I'm concerned. So it doesn't really exist. It's of, I, of use to no one. No, I, I think it's of use to no one. It certainly is of use to no use to me. I have another short sale, uh, another servicer, Fannie Mae owned. We've got $125,000 on a piece of property that's worth 100, and Fannie Mae comes back and counters at 136. Nobody made an offer after th eight weeks of being on the market, and I got the servicer called our seller and threatened her that if you don't call us by six o'clock tonight, we're going to have to deny this short sale. Freaked her out. So delegations, come on, really? Doesn't exist. I, I just don't agree. Well, continuing the conversation with smoke and mirrors coming up, we're going to do a recap on Bernanke and what he told the treasury and um, some information on how you can get out of debt in eight to 12 years. You're listening to Real Estate Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459. And speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvette Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. Hey, it's Niecy Nash taking a break from my new TV land sitcom, The Soul Man, to talk to all you moms out there. My character Lolly is a mom too, and she's pretty fierce when it comes to protecting her family. But all moms need to remember to take care of themselves too, especially when it comes to heart disease. It's the number one killer of women, but you can reduce your risk through healthy diet and exercise. So spread the word and take care of yourself. Find out more at GoRedForWomen.org. Never miss one second of the informative business programming on KSPA. Now, we've teamed up with Apple to feature the new financial news and talk app. Just go to iTunes and search for KSPA. Soon, you'll have money and more everywhere you go. It's the perfect companion to keep you informed of the changing economy in the Inland Empire and Orange County. Get the KSBA app now on iTunes. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. Welcome. I'm Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz is with us and we're going to be speaking with Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. And I absolutely love, love your tagline, get people in debt for a living, but turn them around or show them how they can get out of debt. 
in eight to 12 years. But before we get to that, uh, can you give us a brief recap on the address that Ben Bernanke uh, gave last week? What was basically the, the, the bottom line on his report? Well, basically, Ben Bernanke appeared before co two congressional committees last week just to give an update of our, our state of the, the Fed address type thing, you know, just letting them know what's going on. Um, and their main questions were, you know, why are interest rates going up? What's been going on with the markets? What are your plans with respect to everything that the Fed does? Because the Fed basically, they try to control the um, monetary policy of this country by either raising interest rates w or lowering them, which puts more money into the system. Um, and lately, as everybody probably knows, interest rates have gone up over a percent in about the last month. So Congress is going, well, why is this happening? This is not good for the economy. It's going to slow it down. We're trying to come out of a recession. And ra rising interest rates doesn't help that. And so he was basically saying that they're, the the Fed is just watching the economy, watching what's going on. If they see that it continues to improve, they may cut back on the um, the Treasury bonds that they're buying right now. They're buying about $85 billion in T-bonds every month, um, in mortgage-backed securities actually, to keep interest rates lower. They're artificially keeping interest rates low to try and help to stimulate the economy. The, the investment markets are seeing verbiage in some of his what he's been saying that they may be cutting back on that and there's a there's a point in the future when they will start doing that and when that happens interest rates will start to go up well they've been anticipating this and that's why rates have gone up in the last month and everybody's really curious to see what he was going to say before congress to get a gauge for okay is this going to continue at this rate or are they going to slow it down what's exactly happening and so Right now, basically, he said things are going to be status quo. We're going to keep buying the bonds, um, and you know, we'll just kind of watch what's happening, and we'll play it by ear. So he didn't really say anything. He didn't say anything alarming, which was good for the markets, but he didn't say anything really useful that we don't already know. So these Treasury bonds, I mean, uh, I understand that there's an auction platform for them, right? Because uh, um, the, basically when uh, the country or investors – invest in treasury bonds they have to dump them somewhere for lack of a better word or a secondary market or you know, so what does that look like well what happens is when when the bonds are purchased the proceeds from those bonds is used to run the run our country that's where you get the money to run the country not counting money from the irs and stuff like that but the primary amount of money is from from bond sales and those bonds mature every every few years and they have to have them go with new auctions every whenever they mature so they're ongoing every three months i think it is they're doing new auctions to renew the bonds that are maturing so we have to keep people buying those bonds because if you know if all the foreign investors in this country pulled out of the out of the, buying those bonds we'd have no money to run the country and we'd be in financial chaos but that kind of tried to happen last year i remember when uh, the bonds that I believe it was either Sweden or Switzerland uh, purchased when they matured. Uh, the U.S. government told them, well, it's nice that they're maturing, but you're going to have to reinvest. They didn't really let them cash out. So my question is, and, and again, you know, some people might find this interesting because this is actually what keeps our economy going, is who are investors? Are they countries? Are they individuals? Are they insurance companies, corporations? I mean, wh who's the face behind these purchases? It's a mix of all those. I mean, the primary, the largest investors, I think, are foreign governments. I mean, China has a lot of our debt. I mean, Sweden is a smaller country, so we may carry a little bit more clout and tell them, no, you, you have to renew. But I can't imagine China saying, oh, okay, no problem. We'll, you know, we'll go ahead and renew with, if, you, if you tell us what to do, because China's gonna, just going to go stick it in your ear. You know, <laughs> we're going to bail out completely and sink your economy. Well, so, isn't that kind of a little bit, some of that pressure, because there is so much investment being done in the U.S. by China now that it's, it's, it's starting to um, uh, set off a, a red flag? It is. I mean, it's a very big issue because not only China, but you've got Europe, you've got Japan, you've got all kinds of other nations that, that own our, our bonds. And in essence, the problem with that is that if interest rates go up in other countries and they're offering a higher return, 
for the investing in their countries, then we in our country have to raise our rates on what we offer on our bonds. Otherwise, those countries are going to pull out and put their money somewhere else. So the economies of the world affect the United States also, which, again, we're at their mercy to a certain degree. Guy, how does that affect an interest rate? The bond market? Basically, the interest rates, when you talk about bond markets, the there's a price and then there's a yield on bonds. And depending on what the price of the bond is depends on what the yield or the that interest rate is. Interest rates, what the Fed does with interest rates, they use that to control the economy because the the biggest thing that affects um, the economy or affects how our economy works is interest rates. I mean, that's how they control things. So when there's inflation, which means that the, the economy is, is heating up too much, they have to raise interest rates to slow that down so that inflation doesn't eat away too much at our dollar. When there's a recession or a depression or when things are bad, they lower interest rates in order to stimulate buying and they make credit much easier to get. So we've been going through a terrible recessionary period over the last number of years. So they've kept interest rates low in order to stimulate the economy to try and get it to recover. Because as everybody knows, I mean, the economy has been difficult for a lot of people. And as such, they try to figure out how can we make it better? How can we improve the economy? But it's a fine line between recovery and doing too much and causing runaway inflation. That's, that's, that's really interesting. So um, moving on to how this affects us from a local standpoint. Like, for example, what's been happening in the market uh, recently? How has that trickled down to us? Uh, you said that, you know, rates have gone up. Give us a, an example. You know, what, what are those numbers looking like this week? Well, you're looking on, on interest rates, you know, you're looking in your mid 4% range where we were in the low threes about a month and a half ago. Um, what happens is when interest rates go up, people basically don't qualify for as much. So right now, there's a lot more buyers than there are sellers in our local market. But the lower end of those people that were right on the very verge of being able to qualify have been knocked out of being able to buy a home. So there's less buyers now than there was. So in, in the long run, that may affect prices to lower prices or have them not go up quite so much. So if you're interested in finding out more information on financing, if you're interested in refi and some of the information that Guy has shared with us, give him a call at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. Coming up, we're going to talk about the get out of debt. So you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459. And speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So, who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Patty Schultz here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spend each month. And he doesn't charge for it. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one trusted source for lending. 562-627-8866. I had five drunk driving charges in the last six years of my drinking and I drank for over 55 years. My probation officer threatened me with a year in jail. So the next day I went to my first AA meeting. I had tried many times in my life to quit drinking, but always went back to even heavier drinking. For me, the AA program has been the easier, softer way to stop drinking. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. 
Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. The Astor Broadcast Group's been Southern California's business and financial news authority since 1989 and now serves 12 million listeners in Orange County, the Inland Empire, and North San Diego County with financial news and talk radio. Get up-to-the-minute reports on the market, the best financial advice and opinions from Wall Street to Main Street. It's radio's most powerful information. Financial news and talk on the Astor Broadcast Station. AM 1450, North San Diego. AM 1510, the Inland Empire in Orange County. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459. And speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly. 855-411-5459. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and me, Patty Schultz on 1510 AM. As you know, we're talking to Guy Keith from American Capital, and we're going to talk to him about getting out of debt. So, Keith, can you expound a little bit upon getting out of debt in 8 to 12 years? Basically, just a little bit of a background. I mean, my philosophy has always been that I think everybody should be able to own their house free and clear at some point in their lives. And so, I mean, as Lily said earlier, I mean, I get people in debt for a living. That's what I do. Um, you know, people kind of laugh at that, but it is really true. I mean, it's I, I help people get a big debt. But I also then try to show them how to get out of debt more quickly. And it's not just their mortgage, but all their debt. So I have a special program to try and show people how to pay off all their debts in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what you already will be paying each month. So as an example, if you're paying $4,000 for everything, a house payment, a car payment, groceries, going out to eat, entertainment, whatever it is, I'll show you how to reposition that money to still pay $4,000, but get everything paid off in 8 to 12 years. So our philosophy is really leveraging other people's money. So now you're telling us that we should get out of debt. What would be the benefit of that? Because it's so uncapitalistic thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Unconventional. Well, yeah, it, it, to a certain degree, it is kind of unconventional, but I think it's because we have been brainwashed by the media and everything out there that more debt is good. You know, that you, you talk about leveraging. But if you have somebody who has, you know, $2,000 a month in credit card payments, um, and they're, they're just going along using their credit cards and paying those minimums against it every month and not able to get out of debt, that creates a tremendous financial strain on them because if they miss a week of work, if for some reason you know some other catastrophe happens in their life, then they're stuck with those debt payments and they're not able to pay those. So my outlook on that is from the standpoint of getting out of debt, it provides you with much more comfort in your life, there's less stress, and you have a lot more 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 flexibility in what you can do because if you're in debt then you're very limited in what you can do you can't go out and borrow more if you already borrowed as much as you can if you again if you're if you're married and your spouse works with you um, and the spouse gets sick and you can't work for six months how are you going to make pay those bills do you have any savings saved up to cover the expenses that you have because just because you can't work doesn't mean that you still don't have to make the house payment and the car payment and pay your insurance and pay your utilities if you don't pay your utilities you're not going to have any lights you're not going to have your cable tv that's for darn sure so my focus on this is to show people how to pay off those debts, which makes their lives better and also helps the economy, not only just the economy as a whole, but the local economy. Because if you have people who are out of debt, they have more disposable income. They're not going to save all that income, but they're going to have more income to put back into the local economies. They Maybe they do go out to eat. Maybe they you know, I showed them how to save 50% on going out to restaurants to save 50% on when they're eating. So they still get to go out and eat, but they're only spending half the amount that they normally spend. Well, that extra half of that money is now disposable income to either, if they haven't paid off the debts, pay them off, put it in the bank into a retirement account, something to plan for the future, um, or whatever they decide to do with it. The thing about being out of debt is that it gives you more choices and more flexibility on how to live your life. And Basically, it's a better quality of life. If you're in debt, you're not a happy person because you're stressing over that so much that, you know, I mean, that's going to shorten your life. Now, uh, is there some kind of a 
formula forms uh, what does that look like you know walk us through the process of what that analysis or that consultation would look like well basically I have 21 different things that I look at for every set of people or individual to see where you spend your money I have a a six-page Excel spreadsheet analysis form that I have people fill out and they basically go through their their bank statements and their credit card statements for the last two months and write down everywhere where they spend their money. Based upon that, then I analyze that spreadsheet to see where I think I can save them money. And as I said, I have 21 different things to look at in order to show them where they can save money. As an example, one one you know one thing here would be on your um, car insurance or your home insurance. Have you gone out and had a, a new quote recently for your insurance? You know, if you haven't checked your insurance in the last year, then you need to get another quote and see if you can get a better rate on what you're paying for your insurance while getting the same coverage. If you can save $25 a month on that insurance, you've now freed up $25 to use towards paying off your debts. So it's that type of process that I go through with everybody to show them, okay, based upon your specific situation, here's the areas where you can save money. You know, another thing, and this, this I don't know if you call this one controversial or not, but Everybody, the, the, I read the average tax refund that people get every year is about $3,000 to $3,600. If, so if it's $3,600, that's about $300 a month in money that people are, are letting the federal government have. And so what you're doing is you're giving the federal government an interest-free loan for 15 months to hold on to your money. And my personal opinion is the government kind of screws away our money anyways. I mean, they're not doing a lot of good stuff with our money based on everything that I see. So I would rather have that money in my pocket every month rather than have the government hold on to it for, like I said, for 15 months. So I would have you talk to a CPA to adjust the withholdings on your paychecks, take that $300 a month home every month, and then use that for paying, paying towards your credit card debt, your mortgage, or whatever it is. So those are just a couple of examples. Guy, is there any time it's good to have a high interest rate? Well, I guess that that's that's open to opinion. We're probably going to discuss this over <laughs> here. Um, you know, we were we were talking off the air about you know high income individuals that are looking for tax write offs. So that if you have a higher interest rate on a mortgage loan, then you are going to get a higher tax deduction. It really comes down to what tax rate you're in because. You know, if they're high-income individuals, they're in a higher tax rate. You know, that's that's a question that really would come down to their CPA answering it because it's going to be an individual situation. Certainly, but wouldn't you suggest the consumer to possibly pay some points um, in order to get a higher rate, or would you prefer to consult with their CPA, or how would you how would you consult somebody that actually is in a high tax tax bracket and uh, needs a higher interest rate how can you how can you give them one so that they would benefit for the MID the mortgage interest deduction while we still have it wow that's a hard one to to say because it it goes against my grain to tell somebody to get a higher interest rate certainly but (laughs) it's just it's hard it's really hard for me to do that because I'm trying to give people lower rates and also if you pay points that lowers the interest rate. It doesn't raise the interest rate. So, you know, I would, what I would do though is I would look at their situation, see where they're at, and ask you to have a conversation with them. I mean, as Lily said, you know, my tagline is your personal mortgage planner. I mean, I don't just do mortgage loans. I mean, I do the loans. I mean, you know, it's, it's a process you go through to close the loan, but there's a lot more to the whole picture of their financial situation. So I want to look at that loan to see how it fits into their financial situation. And, if how that how we can make that work the best for them i mean if there's a certain type of loan that's going to work better for them for whatever reason interest deductions whatever it ends up being then that's what we'll talk about and we'll analyze that i'll do a break-even analysis on the different choices that we have that i have for them and go you know through that and come to that conclusion with them but then i'll also tell them talk to your cp on that because if you're looking at it from tax write-offs, the CPA is really the expert on that. And my disclaimer is I'm not a CPA. I'll give you my opinion, but you really got to talk to a CPA on, on those kind of things. So on the flip side of that, if they were a low income and the interest rates were at around 4 4.5%, would you then consult them, knowing the whole picture, to purchase, to purchase points? 
to lower their interest rate so they would have a lower payment knowing the whole picture would would you consult them in that regards and if you did would they be able to afford it depending on their yearly income of maybe 36,000 a year well, I would certainly consult with them on that. In most cases, I mean, it also depends if it's a purchase or a refinance. I mean, it's a, if it's a refinance, in most cases, I'm going to probably tell them not to pay points and fees or try to do a no-cost loan for them, um, only because what I will look at is I'll look at the break-even point between the paying points and having a lower interest rate and paying no points and having a higher interest rate. So depending on what their plan is as to how long they want to be in the house um, and what the break-even point is on the loans, that will have a big ind indication or a big decision portion of it as to which way is going to be a better way to go. So you've been chatting about um, the how it affects those who are already in a home. What about if somebody wants to use this for the purposes of saving money so that they can have a substantial down payment? Uh, would it be as successful or what kind of tips can you share with us that uh, someone who doesn't have a mortgage would benefit from um, your program? Well, basically it would. I mean, saving money is saving money. You know, people, I think one of the biggest things that's good about this program is it forces people to look at their money and way that, where they spend their money. When you know where you spend your money, it's much easier to figure out where you can save money and you're able to save more money if you're disciplined. I mean, the biggest thing for people who want to save up money to buy a home is how serious they are about it and how dedicated they are to month in and month out saving the amount of money that we figure out is, is the most that they can do. I mean, it may be you know, somebody goes to Starbucks five days a week and spends 50 bucks a week or $40 a week on Starbucks. Well, maybe they can cut back to three days a week and save $15. Well, they have to have that mental toughness to take that $15 and put it into that account for saving towards the down payment. This system is set up to help people as I said, to get out of debt, but to, you know, in this instance here, to also help them to save more money. And you know, once you get out of debt, then you're going to have, like I said, if you're Let's say that you're spending, you know, $2,500 a month on a house payment. And after the 8 to 12 years, you've paid that off. You now have $2,500 a month that you're not paying towards a house. What are you going to do with that money? You need to invest that money into something else to use it towards your retirement. Or maybe you want to buy a rental property at that point. You know, then you can buy a rental property, pay that off in 8 to 12 years, and, and do that as well. So there's a lot of different things that we can do. By paying off your debt, you just have more more flexibility in what you can do. So um, is there a cost or a fee for this service that, you know, this, because it kind of sounds like that you're doing a combination of things. Not only is it financial planning, it's kind of mortgage consulting and all of this kind of stuff. And obviously a six, six page document um, takes some time. Is, is there going to be a fee to the participant? No, I don't charge for this. This is just this is something that I provide for my customers and the clients I work with. Um, and I do not do financial planning. I don't have a license for financial planning. I'm not a financial planner. This is just helping them to get out of debt, just basically on that. So financial planning is a different aspect. So they need to talk to a real financial planner if that's what they want. Just so want to when, clarify that from a legal standpoint. So once you but, help them um, come up with this extra money, then they should be consulting um, a financial planner on what's where they're going to get better yield for their short-term investments. Is that correct? Either that or there's, you know, there's some life insurance policies pro programs out there that might work as well. But basically, I will provide them as a part of this program, a software program, a login and password to it to be able to put the information in and to chart their progress as how they're doing it. So I will stay in contact with these people for as long as is necessary to make sure that they're following the plan, if they have any questions to help them and to guide them through that to make sure that they're getting the most benefit out of it. But I don't charge anything on this. Guy, how can people get a hold of you? My office phone number is area code 562-627-8866. Again, 562-627-8866. And my company I'm with is American Capital Corporation. Do you have a website? My website is www.guykeith.com. That's G-U-Y-K-E-I-T-H.com. Excellent. Awesome. So coming up, 
we are going to be giving some suggestions. If you have a short sale package in the works and uh, you want to find out how you can get that through the hoops a little bit quicker, we have that coming up and some other uh, uh, how to pick a real estate agent. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvette Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. Do you know where to find your vehicle's recommended tire pressure? Did you say on the tire? Ooh, sorry. Think again. The best place to find the recommended tire pressure is on a sticker, usually located inside the driver's door or check the owner's manual. Driving on underinflated tires can cause excess heat buildup, and that can cause tire damage and even tire failure. Make sure you check your tire pressure at least once a month and before long trips. It will save you money at the gas pump and keep you safe. A message from the Rubber Manufacturers Association. Never miss one second of the informative business programming on KSPA. Now, we've teamed up with Apple to feature the new financial news and talk app. Just go to iTunes and search for KSPA. Soon, you'll have money and more everywhere you go. It's the perfect companion to keep you informed of the changing economy in the Inland Empire and Orange County. Get the KSPA app now on iTunes. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. This is Lilyvette Rodriguez. And I'm Patty Schultz. So, Patty, now the $64,000 question. You know, our market right now is just so heavy short sales. Um, And what we're going to talk about now anyway is obviously things that it doesn't matter if you have a traditional sale, special circumstances or foreclosure or, or, or things of that nature. What kind of things should a homeowner be looking at? Well, first of all, there's three first things that you should be aware of before you hire your agent. And you need to ask them questions. You can call Lilyvette and or I at our off-air radio number, at our off-air number at 855-411-5459 to get uh, an explanation or an, and an email regarding what I'm about to tell you. But first, one of the first things a consumer needs to ask the real estate agent is, what have you been doing the last six years? If they answer traditional sh- sales or they're working at Best Buy, proceed with caution. <laughs> well, what's wrong with working at Best Buy? Come on, Patty. You know, everyone <laughs> Really? Yeah. Really? Well, you know, I mean, really? You know, the There's a lot wrong with that. You know the joke. Uh, when you're speeding on the road and you're pulled over by the police officer, he doesn't ask you for your driver's license. He asks you for your DRE license. I mean, it's so easy to get a license in California. Oh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, but let me go, let me, let me 
another well the bottom line is is that if your agent answers they've been doing traditional sales or they're working at best buys if they don't say anything about a short sale then proceed with caution quite frankly if they don't know how to package a short sale and consult you properly you're in for a long haul and they're long anyway but I mean you're in for a really long haul because those type of agents really don't have the tenacity the wherewithal they don't have the resources to get it done and knowledge or the knowledge thank you Uh, they may have somebody in their office that they use as a short sale negotiator I'm contracted with several large real estate companies and a, a lot of their agents call me they get their listing they call me I negotiate it that's fine but but do ask them what have they been doing and and short sales should come up in the conversation another thing that you should ask your agent in yes your agent in the uh, consultation is do you know what a qwr is that's a qualified written response or reply and if they can't answer that question on the spot proceed with caution again before we move on there's two things that i think we need to um just clarify a little bit short sales because you know that word is really thrown around quite a bit what is uh, what is so very different about a short sale in comparison to a sale of someone who has some equity or value or money in their property if you could just give like a you know a three sentence explanation as to what a short sale is a short sale is where you owe more than the property's worth. Okay, perfect. So then when would the QWR be used? Just so that when they ask the question, they'll be able to gauge if the answer that they're receiving from their agent is correct. Well, that can go on and on and on. I suggest if you're interested, if you're a real estate agent, of anybody, any a consumer, anybody that wants to know more information, please give Lily or I a call at 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. Either one of us will be happy to send whoever inquires a QWR for their clients, and we will also explain what it is in detail. It's very detailed. Basically, you use it to stop your foreclosure. If you're in the middle of a short sale or a loan modification and the lender's going to foreclose on you, you use this document to stop the foreclosure. It will force the lender to produce the original documentation. If they don't, they're in violation of RESPA 6. So isn't that what happened or also contributed to uh, what we're just barely now trying to crawl our way out of this robo signing and some of the other terms that are being used produce the note? Uh, Aren't those part of the issues that go into what you're speaking to right now about the ability to foreclose? Well, yes, and that's why I say it's really, really detailed, and I suggest that the consumer or or agent, whoever would like more information, to please give Lily or I a call. That number, again, is 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. Five four five nine. Patty, can I ask you something on that? Because you're talking about the QWR and foreclosures. Is that something in place of filing a bankruptcy then? Or because you hear about filing bankruptcy to stop short sales, but this sounds like something that was is better or I mean, that's what I'm asking. What's what's your take on that? Well, um, that's a great question. And a lot of inexperienced agents that try to do short sales when their client is up against a foreclosure, they will try to get them to file a bankruptcy. Now, a QWR needs ample time, and I would suggest at least two weeks to send off because it goes to five different entities, government entities, as well as as the lender. But yes, um, a bankruptcy absolutely will stop, but we're not attorneys, and we're not supposed to be giving them any information whatsoever. 
regarding bankruptcies. We're supposed to have them consult a bankruptcy attorney, and then the bankruptcy attorney can then, in turn, consult the client. So. Yeah, so if an agent's asking you to, oh, file a bankruptcy, we can save the foreclosure, proceed with caution. <laughs> Give Lily or I a call at 855-411-5459. So any other uh, tidbit? <laughs> I know she's, you know, I absolutely love talking to Patty. You know, it's like, as you could tell, she has a lot of passion, uh, you know, off, yes, off the air when I chat with her on the phone. I mean, she is equally as passionate. I mean, I'm tenacious, but she's got me beat hands down. You know, 3,000 short sale packages under your belt. I mean, that's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, let's get back to one of the third, the third question, one of the third questions. If while you're in your consultation with your agent and if they haven't exhausted all avenues for you regarding loan modifications, we absolutely need to make sure that you're 100% ready to do a short sell. Banks are offering loan modification automatically right now. And agents expend a lot of time with clients. Um, so one of the questions that needs to be asked to your agent or the agent should be asking you in the short sale consulting is that have you expanded all avenues? Have you done a modification? If they say no, then the agent absolutely needs to sit down with you and prepare a loan modification. Excellent. So we want to thank the guests today. Guy, thank you again uh, for being on the show. My pleasure. Uh, Patty, as usual, always a pleasure. Um, and you've been listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. I'm Lilyvette Rodriguez. And I'm co-host Patty Schultz. Financial News and Talk on AM 1510 from the Astor Broadcast Group. ASPA Ontario.